I, I just had an annual review with a client yesterday that our goal is to have them retire a little bit later. But you know, one thing they decided to do, and it was, I'm, I was okay with it, is they, you know, it was going to take them about ten more years to pay off their house. But they said, you know what, we're just getting exhausted, but refinance their house to a payment that was almost half of what their payment was before says we could tolerate this little payment so i can retire now and uh so there's there's a lot of things at least they did we we did the planning first so they can make the adjustments to fit their you know what was going to be a best fit for them it's time for the retirement reality podcast with the founder of principal preservation services mike koyanen Well, the whole idea of this show is to help you plan for retirement. That's the whole goal. We make retirement a reality for you. And so today we're going to talk about the different levels of retirement and what exactly is your desire to retire? Because everybody's got a different idea. Either some people are happy working, don't ever see themselves retiring, and some people want to retire yesterday. They're ready to get it done as soon as possible. So we're going to go through each of the levels today with Mike Coyne and, and run through five different levels of desire to retire and uh, kind of explain what those levels are and what people can do to get closer to retirement and, and what they can do in terms of their planning. So we'll do that with Mike Coyne and he is the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services serving both Wisconsin and Minnesota. You can find him online at principalpreservationservices.com. You also seen him on TV. He's on WCCO TV all the time. His segments are posted online. If you miss him on Facebook, you can check him out there. Full of information. Mike, how are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm uh, looking forward till spring. So, it's, <laughs> Still got a little it's coming ways. up. Still got a little ways. It's been uh, abnormally warm for a lot of places in the country and, and pretty wet for us. Uh, so yeah. yeah, hopefully you get get it cleared up a little bit and get to enjoy that spring weather. I know it's your favorite time of year. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we've had a lot of snow, but yeah, it's been warmer up here this winter, which has been great. Uh, you know, great on the on the heating bill as well, but also yeah, just more tolerable. We've you know, last year was just super cold you know i think we had some days at a high of eight or ten below and uh, we've had hardly any of those days this year so that's a bonus yeah i can imagine I, I, those minus eights negative eights no no thanks for me i'm okay with that but yeah um, that's a high sometimes they get yeah. low as 25 below zero without wind chill we're talking about 40 to 50 below with the wind chill which is ridiculous no thanks makes you want to retire somewhere else for a lot of people <laughs> i'm sure but uh today's yeah. show we're going to talk about desire to retire but before we do that it's getting to know you time have a little, little getting to know you question, Mike. We want to get away from finance and out of the office for a bit and just kind of sure. get to know you a little more personally. And uh, today's a very simple one, and I want to get your answer to this. What's your favorite sport? I love NFL football. So, I, you know, there's a couple sports I do. I, I don't I don't get to watch hockey or baseball or I don't get basketball. I don't get into these sports. But college wrestling is huge. Yeah. Uh, uh, mixed martial arts, I do enjoy watching that, but... NFL football is my favorite because you can just designate one day a week and for a part of the season and you can really stay on, on top of what's going on you know, with your team as opposed to you know, you baseball or basketball, they're playing multiple games every week. It's just hard to keep track of that. I don't have that time in my schedule. And uh, we did get um, 2019 was our first time we had season tickets. So uh, oh, being nice. at... 
you know, U.S. Bank stadiums up here. So we're we're big Vikings fans. I grew up in Minnesota, even though I live in Wisconsin right now. But um, we're on the border. We are Vikings fans. Sorry, Packer fans, but. Um, <laughs> But the Packers have always won on us, right? They've uh, they've won Super Bowls. We haven't, but still a big Vikings fan, and um, uh, looking forward to you know a, a new season. There's always hope beginning of the season and draft time coming up. Yeah, did you get to watch the Super Bowl this year? The Chiefs, pretty impressive, uh, come from behind victory, and throughout the playoffs, really amazing uh, performance by those. Yeah, guys. I was. I was rooting for them as well. I mean, it's a 50 year drought for them, and uh, you know, how do you not like Andy Reid, and how do you not like you know, what Patrick Mahomes is doing, somebody with right. just class and talent like that and uh, somebody who's just really humble. And I think that's that, those are the people that you want to lead by example when they do that. I think that's important. So I was rooting for them. It was, uh, it was a good Super Bowl. It was yep. amazing. If you would have thought, you know, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, yeah. what's the percentage, the chance that you thought the Chiefs had to win? It probably had been 10% or lower. And uh, look what they did in that last really less than 10 minutes to pull out a 11-point win. Yeah, every single game of the playoffs, they did that. It was a pretty impressive run. So Vikings had a good year. Hopefully, Mike, next year, 2020, will be a, a year you guys can take that next step. Who knows? We're praying. We're praying. <laughs> and we well, have to, might have to call out the intercessors for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into our main topic today, and that's uh, what's your desire to retire? You know, different people have different levels of desire when it comes to finding their retirement date. So let's explore those different levels of desire as indicated by the statements people might make to you in your office yeah. and discuss how we'd help someone at these different levels of uh, desire. So let's start off level one, the, the lowest level. They, they come in, they, they sit down in your office and they tell you, Mike, I don't see myself retiring. I love what I do. Yeah, we see a lot of those people really haven't put a lot of time and effort into in, doing any planning at all because they just think they're going to work forever. And what reality is, they're not prepared for what could happen, which is could be a, a, unable to work because they, they get an illness or an injury, or maybe they have a new boss. How many, I mean, I've heard this so many times where they loved their job until now all of a sudden somebody moved on and they had this uh, a new boss that's 20, 30 years younger than them, bossing them around and uh, not treating them very nice. And so then they go from loving what they did to not enjoying it at all. And But now they're not prepared. So the key is get things in order so you just don't know what the future is going to entail. Uh, get started in, in doing some planning uh, because you know the future is not guaranteed and the happiness of what you do is not guaranteed as well. Yeah, it's not. So that's something to consider. Uh, the second level, a little more interested in retirement, but they might tell you, I guess I could retire, but they pay me pretty well and I don't hate it. So I might as well keep working. And a lot of times for this level, you know, they might come to find out they're in pretty good shape if they actually look into it a little bit. Yeah. And again, there's another one where they're probably not doing a lot of planning to see, you know, oh, maybe I could retire. I thought maybe... Uh I'd have to work a little bit longer. And a lot of times people in this category, they're really not living under a strict budget <laughs> because they're, uh, they're spenders and they have good income, they have good job. And they say, you know, you just forget how you feel young and you maybe look young yourself in the mirror, but reality is uh, as the older we get, time is slipping away. You know, I, we were uh, just in, um, California for a conference here recently and we actually had a we stayed a couple extra days got some downtime so we actually went down to Laguna Beach and uh, hit a couple shops and and got some lunch there and uh, but 
one of the shop owners, he found out what I did and he says, well, what do I need for retirement? I go, well, geez, I don't know what you need. <laughs> I said, I don't know your budget. You know, obviously California, their budget's a little bit different than it is here in the Midwest, but he goes, do I need a million? I go, probably not. I said, you're probably gonna need more if you're living in California, but you know, so he's just running some things by me and, and uh, but he hasn't done anything. I have, he goes, I haven't saved at all. I just, <laughs> you know, he goes, time just caught up to me. Now he's, he's older than I am and he saved nothing. Uh, and so don't let time catch up to you. And you, you know, you might be making good income, but now all of a sudden you, you look, I got 15 years from retirement or only 20 years. And like, I haven't done anything yet. Uh, get going and get that planned in place. Because again, just like level number one is, um, you might, you might be better off, but you might not. And it, it's a good reality check. It's a good reality check to see where you're at by doing some planning. Yeah, it is. And that guy kind of sounds like he might fall into to level three uh, without a whole lot of planning. And that's kind of the middle of the road. Uh, I'd like to retire in a few years, but I have no idea when I really can. I'm guessing this is something that you might hear a little bit. And maybe this is maybe one of the more common ones because people that haven't planned a whole lot really have no idea when they can, when they can actually step away and retire. Yeah, and, and that's why we, we gather all that information and we, we have some really advanced software to show you, uh, you know, with social security software and retirement planning software and factoring inflation and cost of living adjustments and pensions and all that and debt paid off. And it's good to, for th- people to see this is when your money runs out. And that's kind of alarming to people. You know, there's some people coming here with you know, the champagne taste on a beer budget, we hear that saying all the time, but it's true. They say, I want to retire in a couple of years or now. And I go, you're not ready to retire right now. And you might be, you'd be better off if you work three more years or four more years, or you need to start putting still more money aside into your, your investment accounts. It's good to see, you know, what you have and get organized and do some pre-planning. So um, when you turn 65, you're not caught off guard and find out, you shouldn't be re, you know, retiring at 65. Or you still could retire at 65 as long as you plan ahead and you did the necessary steps to walk away. That's the important part. Whether in, And that might just not be savings. It might just be being disciplined, getting your debt paid off and simplifying things. I, I just had an annual review with a client yesterday that our goal is to have them retire a little bit later. But you know, one thing they decided to do, and it was, I'm, I was okay with it, is they you know, it was going to take them about 10 more years to pay off their house. But they said, you know what, we're just getting exhausted. Uh, probably going here to, uh, you know, number four, but refinance their house to a payment that was almost half of what their payment was before. It says we could tolerate this little payment so I can retire now. And uh, so there's there's a lot of things. At least they did, we, we did the planning first so they could make the adjustments to fit their, you know, what was going to be a best fit for them. Yeah, that leads us to that level four, as you mentioned. And yeah. this is shifting more towards people that are really ready to step away. For one reason or the other, retirement seeming much, much better of an option than what their current situation is. So level four is not quite all the way to that that far end, but it's more or less, I always picture myself working for another few years, but that idea of retirement keeps looking better and better. Yeah, and I have, again, like this conversation yesterday, but also a couple of weeks ago where where the husband had already retired 
and you know the spouse she was still working and she's like you know it's just a lot harder to get up in the morning and go to work when i see my husband still laying there sleeping <laughs> you know and yeah. so i intended to work another couple of years but can i you know so they came back in the office says can i retire um sooner because i really like to and uh, it's funny because he was like, no, I don't want her to retire. <laughs> I, I like her her six-figure income that she's bringing in. But it's easy for him to say when he's he's retired and she's covering the health care as well. But, yeah, and also with that also might be somebody says, I want to – even my mom was there. I mean, back, she, she said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire at 66, but I'm still going to work part-time. And uh, or a lot of people say, I'm going to quit my job or I'm just going to pick this boutique job up or this bus driving job or this part-time job or working at the hardware store job. Well, reality is you're, you're mentally already making that shift. You're already making that shift saying, I can't see myself doing this much longer. And you're, that means we're already getting prepared for, for retirement. It's almost like a pregnant mom preparing that room for the baby, right? You're already getting that preparations ready mentally, and it's um, you're going to have to be making that shift. But reality is when you retire, do you really want to work a part-time job? Uh, most people don't. They say they want to, but reality is a lot of them really don't if they didn't have to. Now there are those workaholics out there says I'm always going to be doing something. I totally understand. There's there's a lot of people like that. This is I will not sit down and just I can't sit still. I want to keep doing something. But for the people who say they they're going to work a part time job just so they could retire from their main job, if they didn't have to, uh, they probably wouldn't. So that's an important part of getting that planning done. Well, our last level is the opposite of where we started, and these are the people that are ready to call it quits immediately, as soon as possible. They might tell you, I want to retire tomorrow, and if I don't quit this job right now, they might have to put me in an asylum. And this can be yeah. pretty dangerous because people might act emotionally and not might not be prepared for retirement. Yeah, yeah. You want to definitely want to make sure that you're prepared to know where you're sitting before you make any rash decisions. And um, I, I might have shared this before, uh, months ago, but I have a client here who was in that situation was just in a spot where could not stand going to work anymore because the the structure had changed and it became more corporate and it wasn't like it used to be in the good old days and and uh, just really was actually almost felt like she was getting bullied at work and uh, when they came in did the planning and I said well you don't have to work two more years like you thought I said you can retire now and they go now. And I said, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, just by doing the planning and showing you that you're going to be okay retiring now, just gave that peace over her saying, well, they can't hold that against me. They felt like they could push me around because they, they knew I had to keep working. And I verbalized that I had to work for a couple more years and they thought they had that on me. But, you know, she said she went back to work and she just had peace and she didn't make that rash decision. But she did wait about six months and then she she did uh, turn in her notice, but she goes, it was a lot more peaceful six months than it ever was because I knew they couldn't control me. But definitely you need to find out before you make any rash decisions that you have enough and your, your plan is right. And you might be, you might be fine, but we'd hate to have you in that other situation where then you're going to be begging for your, your crappy job back, you know, or yeah. your bad uh, uh, situation back. Sorry for the language, but reality is, <laughs> I mean, the things we hear, it's tough, and I and I, I understand when you work, you know, said you know you're in your sixties and and you're you've been working for 40, 45 years. I I get it. 
you know, getting up and especially up here in the Midwest and you're driving through this 10, 20 below weather and, and, you know, taking snow off and icy roads and, and, um, you know, we don't have the issues with, you know, fuel injection cars these days, but I remember back in college days with carburetors and, you know, sticking, you know, starting fluid in your carburetor just to, to get the thing started and jumping cars in the middle of winter and, uh, you know, the stuff that you don't have to worry about where you're at, Ben, but the stuff that we have to deal with, I think uh, it's maybe deserving for them to retire and I get it, but to make sure you have that plan in place. Yeah, and as you mentioned, when we started this conversation, life changes, you know, and, and mm. no matter where, what level you are right now, you might be at a completely different one in a year, two years, three years. So I guess wherever you stand right now, even if you don't think you want to retire anytime soon, it's still a good time to sit down and, and talk with you and, and your team, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, we're always here to help, and and we'll spend. You know, it doesn't get done in one appointment. We're we do a we go through a process here. So when you come in, we want to get to know you. We just call that our discovery meeting. And um, if you come back, we'll, we'll and we don't charge you anything for these meetings. We'll we'll put this information uh, that we gather into our software, and we'll we'll give you a complete analysis of what your retirement looks like, the way you're doing it, and then we can uh, give you some recommendations how we believe that can help extend the life of your money by maybe doing some some things different with your retirement accounts or IRAs and maybe Roth conversions and maybe postponing retirement, increasing contributions, paying off debt. There's a lot of different things we could look at that's going to help your situation. And and even, even health care plans. I think a lot of people think that they can't retire because health care is going to cost them 1000 or 2000 a month or We've had some really good referrals from people who specialize this in the industry and, and, and people have come back to me and said, I can't believe this person can get me this health insurance for only a few hundred dollars a month before I have to be on Medicare, and it's a huge savings and it gives them that ability. So we have a lot of resources to outsource things to, to people that's out of our specialty that can really give you a secure retirement as well. So if you want to get in touch with Mike, set up that discovery meeting, principalpreservationservices.com is one way. Also over the phone at 855-987-8888. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Time now for our mailbag segment where we close out the show with a question from you, the listeners, on whatever's on your mind in terms of financial planning, retirement planning. Anything you're curious about, you can send it to us and we will try to answer that for you. Today's question comes from Emily, who writes, you Mike, it appears that I am now able to contribute more to my 401k this year than I was allowed to last year. Is it safe to assume I should go ahead and put in the extra amount? Well, again, that's uh, I, I don't like to give out general statements here, but I'm a good, I'm, we're a big fan of saving more. I think there's there's no harm in saving more. Now, obviously, you're, she Emily, you must be uh, just turned fifty because if you're fifty and over, you can actually contribute more to your employer sponsor plans, and that's uh, before fifty years old in 2020, you can contribute nineteen thousand five hundred dollars a year into your 401k 403b. But if you're over 50 now, or 50 and over, you can contribute an additional $6,500, a total of $26,000. So, but before you do that, there's a couple of things to consider is, do you have the ability to do Roth inside your 401k? Because if there's a Roth option, you most likely want to be putting some of your money into Roth, um, into your Roth 401k and 403bs because you pay your taxes now and it grows tax-free distributions are tax-free. So that's important to look at. One of the other reasons why I said you might not want to contribute more into your 401k is maybe 
I don't know who's who's the the broker dealer uh, custodian of those four hundred one ks, but it might not be something that's a good fit or great options for you. Some of these four hundred one ks have ten to twenty options. That's very normal, and a lot of those options really aren't fitting for a lot of the clients that we deal with, and they're not happy with the performance and and the funds that they have to. Uh, to offer. I said, sometimes you might want to just keep your 401k as is and still get that employer match, but take these extra funds and open up an IRA that you can actually pick and choose the uh, different options. You have hundreds of thousands of different investment options on the IRA side. In your 401k, you get 10 to maybe 25. So you might want to diversify a little bit, have uh, choose the an IRA that will give you maybe a, a better balanced portfolio based off of your risk tolerance as opposed to what your employer offered you. So some things to consider there, Emily. Hopefully that helps you, though. If you have any additional questions or want to get more information, you can always sit down with Mike or a member of his team and uh, flush those ideas out a little bit more and, and discuss your plan uh, from a comprehensive standpoint as well. You can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. That's where you can also send in a question to us for upcoming editions of The Mailbag. And also, you can call the office at 855-987-8888. So, episode in the books, Mike, Desire to Retire. I think a good conversation on where people are in terms of retirement. We see, I'm sure you see people all over the spectrum. But uh, I think the big takeaway is it's important to start planning as soon as possible. Yeah, don't push it off. Don't push it off to the year you're retiring or the year before retirement. Uh, or after retirement, some people have said, let's get some planning done. I just retired. I'm like, okay, great, we'll do it. But um, get it done as sooner as soon as you can. And I, I love sitting down with my client's children because we're getting them involved in their 20s and 30s. And I think that's not too early as well. Planning for retirement, even your first year of work, I think that's great. That's awesome. So for Mike Coyne and I am Ben George. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Retirement Reality Podcast. Hit subscribe. We have a new episode coming out every single week. So we'll talk to you on the next one. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.